time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Say, get home safe. Try that again. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. We are 12 days away, although when you guys hear this, it'll be 11 days. So let's get our, our ducks in a row here. Uh, so on Tuesday, when this episode is released, we will be just 11 days from Christmas. But today, if it was Monday when you guys are listening or when I'm recording this, sorry, I'm all over the place right now. Uh, it is Monday. We are 12 days away from Christmas. It is December 13th. When you guys hear this, it'll be December 14th, but uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly. Anyway, uh, 12 Days of Christmas comes to mind, the great song, and uh, I heard uh, recently uh, Straight No Chaser play that uh, or sing that song, the, their version of it. It's fantastic, really funny. Uh, those guys, those acapella groups, man, are, are, are just awesome. Pentonix, Straight No Chaser, they have some great, great Christmas albums, Christmas songs, and uh, last week I, I talked with you guys about uh, my top 10 Christmas songs. Uh, there might be a few new ones on there. If I, if I had to redo the list, uh, just listening to a lot more Christmas music this week, uh, uh, this weekend, I should say wrapping gifts or at least watching Val do it and hand her a few. I did a few things with tape. I put things in boxes, a few things in bags. Uh, we are ahead of schedule, which I'm very, very happy about. Most of the shopping is done. Most of the gifts are wrapped. And uh, now we just get to enjoy these final few uh, days before Christmas uh, comes. It comes faster every time, every year, it seems. And uh, before you know it, it'll be Christmas Eve. and It'll be time to uh, either start the celebration or anticipate it the next day. So very excited for the Christmas season, as I've been telling you guys the past few uh, weeks. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I got my West Point Go Army shirt on, as well as a Navy hat on my head. Uh, I actually bought this hat at the Naval Academy uh, back in, I don't know, 2003, somewhere in there. Um, it says Operation Enduring Freedom on it. Uh, when uh, the, the United States went into uh, to uh, Iraq back in, uh, in 03. But anyway, um, the West Point shirt was obviously given to me by Maynard Bajorquez, a West Point graduate. Uh, he gave me and Bill Barnes each a shirt which we greatly appreciate, but I'm wearing both of these uh, because I forgot, well, I didn't forget last week. I actually did talk about it. The army Navy game, the big buildup to that game, uh, which was played this last Saturday, a standalone game. And it, it lived up to expectations. Uh, it was Navy who did win the football game, 17 to 13, just a, a slug fest. Um, a lot of, a lot of running the football, very good uh, game. I got to watch most of it. Uh, I had, I was pulling for army, because, uh, you know, I happen to have a, a grandfather, an uncle, uh, some relatives who were in the Army. Um, I'm, I may know a person or two in the Navy, but I think uh, my loyalties, if I have to pick, if you got to pick a side, uh, I probably have to lean Army. So I was rooting for Army. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's cliche or whatever, but there, there really is no, you can't lose either way, um, as, as fierce as the rivalry might be. 
uh, everyone is kind of the, on the same team at the end of the day. So that's why I'm, I'm rocking both today. My Army uh, West Point shirt and uh, my Navy hat, although it's probably driving Maynard. Maynard Bohork is crazy being a uh, West Point uh, a West Point Black Knight. He's probably like, what? why? I don't want that hat anywhere near the, uh, the great shirt that is the uh, West Point West Point shirt. So anyway, a good football game on, on Saturday. Um, there was some good fights on Saturday. Uh, Watch the UFC. Uh, Pena, what was her first name? Olivia Pena? No, Juliana Pena, excuse me. Uh, upset Amanda Nunez, probably the biggest upset in uh, recent UFC history to take her belts. That was outstanding. Had a lot of fun watching that fight Saturday night. Uh, football Sunday, my Rams did not play. They played Monday night, um, which will be tonight. Um, but you guys will know the result uh, as, as this is published. Uh, a big game, I, I, I don't know. I think the Rams hopefully can play some defense and uh, keep the game close and not let the Cardinals run away with uh, not just the game, but probably the division and the, uh, the conference uh, first place seed. So a uh, big game on Monday night for the Rams and guys, before you know it, let me tell you right now uh, this weekend, it, they're not the most glamorous of games, but starting Friday, it's kind of the most wonderful time of year because we get nonstop football for about a week and a half, maybe. And then it spills into obviously January and the playoffs for the NFL, but starting Friday, it's bowl season. And yeah, these bowl games may not mean much. The Bahamas Bowl, the uh, uh, the Mobile New Mexico Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl. Okay, these games, I know, they, they don't, like, why, why would you even care? But I've, I've always believed, as my father once told me, some football is better than no football. So enjoy these random middle-of-the-day games. Um, it sure beats watching uh, Netflix or a rerun of something, right? Uh, starting Friday, there's two games Friday. Looks like six games Saturday, a game on Monday afternoon next week before Monday Night Football, then two games Tuesday, uh, a game Wednesday, a game. I mean, two games Thursday. It just it, once we get rolling here, there's, there's football basically every day. And it's Division One college football alongside of, uh, of obviously the NFL stuff on Sundays and such. But it, it's a great time of year and uh, you get your fill of it. You get your fill of the holidays and football right now. Because once January hits, it's a new year. There's a couple of playoff games on, on the weekends with the NFL. That's great and all. Those are incredible. I love watching those. Uh, but right now is a, a time to get your fill. Get your fill of football. Fill up. Because it's going to be gone before you know it, much like Christmas will be. So in honor of Christmas, the, the top 10 list that I've been doing the past few weeks in building up to Christmas, I have another great top 10 list for you guys today as far as Christmas traditions go. Um, some people have their own uh, traditions and things that they do uh, in the, during the Christmas season. I'm going to say a few that I are, are a few things that I do, but also just, I think in general traditions that make Christmas special, not just the, the day, but the season. So we'll have a top 10 list of that today. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, sports topics. I kind of just mentioned them right there. Uh, but I did want to mention something about, um, well, some, some recent events from last week. Um, before I get there, I want to, I want to say this, you guys ever like make a mistake. You got, I'm sure you're human, right? You've made a mistake. You said something you shouldn't have. Maybe you predicted something, uh, you shouldn't have. And you comes out and you were in the wrong. You're wrong. We've all been there at some point in our lives. It drives me crazy when people just can't admit they're wrong. Just admit it. 
admit you overreacted to something. I've told you plenty of times how, how wrong I've been here on the podcast before. It could be a sports prediction. It could be an overreaction. It could be uh, whatever. But some people have this like inability to admit when they're wrong about something. And no one holds people accountable for that, especially in the news media. It, you may report something and it'd be completely wrong, especially after facts or a trial. Uh, it, it goes, goes, uh, goes to the finish line. But you never get that apology. You guys are real. Isn't it weird? Imagine being in a relationship and somebody was wrong, but they never apologized for it. Wouldn't you as the significant other be like, hey, we both know you're wrong. Are you going to admit that you're wrong? You're going to say sorry. And they just go about their business like nothing happened. It probably wouldn't make for a great relationship, right? Probably wouldn't last very long. Well, I find it hilarious that back in 2019, the news media, all the blue check marks, all the fancy celebs, all the uh, baiters out there talked about the Jesse Smollett case. And they said, this is awful. This is unacceptable. Uh, this is not, this is, America is an evil place, blah, 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 blah. If what was reported by the news or Mr. Smollett, if those things were accurate, then yes, it would be true. It, is an awful, it was an awful situation. However, what is truly evil, in my opinion, is making something up to promote yourself, to try to be bigger than you are, which is what uh, Jussie did. And, and, and at the same time, you are attempting to cause discourse amongst the nation, to start a riot, basically to you are trying to cause chaos by lying there's a lot of evil in the world that's pretty bad and what it also does with the jesse smollett case is it's crying of wolf let's say there is someone who suffers some prejudice here in the in the near future because it happens there's it's not like things don't exist whether something is a is a uh you know, an, an ongoing issue around the country is a whole nother thing. But let's say someone uh, is assaulted and they're crying for actual, you know, they're, they're crying wolf because there's actually a wolf there, not a pretend wolf, like in the Jesse Smollett case. You're doing harm to that person because now people aren't going to believe that person in a, in a, if there's a similar situation that arises. Hopefully that never happens, but Jesse Smollett. And then the re I bring it up because I asked about the apology, all the news media, all these people that got it wrong, they never come on the air and say, we were wrong. We misreported. We acted too quickly. They never do it. And yet we, as a society, we continue to just listen to what these people say, listen to what they report and just take it for, oh man, this must be true. Someone with a, with a suit and tie and a microphone said it, it must be true. Not looking at the agenda. That, I mean, it's one thing, af, one thing after another with, with some of these just blatant lies in the media. I don't care where you stand politically. We need to open our eyes to the lies <laughs> that are out there. The, mis, the misinformation, the propaganda, the, the misleading, the lying. 
Oh, I mean, everybody talked about the Jesse Small, how it how was. I mean, the guy made it all up. He made it all up. That he, he, they, he did a dry run with these guys who, who were uh, they staging this thing. Dennis Prager says this, and I, and I completely agree. He, he's, there's so little there's so little of this happening in the country that this guy had to make this up. How many hoaxes? Remember the Bubba news, the Bubba news, the Bubba Wallace news situation. Remember how that was blown up out of proportion too? We have this, I'm a little fired up today, but we have this deep desire for just, I don't know, chaos. Instead of just embracing that, you know, America is not such an awful place. Maybe we're not so different. Maybe we maybe we get along more than we actually realize it. If we just stop listening to the news media, stop with this inst- this age of instant access, because now we're in this age of just be first, be the first to read something, to report something, instead of being accurate. I, I'm guilty of it too. I like, oh wait, this happened. Oh my goodness, and this like, oh wait, slow down, walk down the hill, don't run down the hill. Slow it down. But anyway, uh, jokingly, I want to, the Jesse Smollett case. And you, you, have you guys seen the movie Liar, Liar with Jim Carrey? Kind of reminded me of that scene where he goes in the bathroom and he starts beating himself up, throwing himself into the, uh, the mirror and beating, you know, beating himself up with the, the hand dryer and everything. I think there's been a lot of memes about uh, Jesse Smollett and beating himself up um, or having these guys hired to, to, quote, beat him up. I mean, the whole situation is just so just ridiculous and so out there. And it's just like, not only that, you took the time and the energy and the effort of the Chicago Police Department to investigate this fake hoax. Well, there's real issues in, in, in Chicago. There's people dying every day in Chicago. But no, they had to investigate this fake race hoax that Jesse Smollett tried to create. Again, where's the apologies? Where's CNN? Where's MSNBC? Where are the apologies from all the celebrities who who, uh, who called out uh, the evil that was done to Jesse Smollett? And again, I want to make something clear. If, if what he alleged happened did happen, yes, that would be evil. That would be wrong. But it didn't happen. You actually made it up. And if America is such an awful place, why didn't you just wait around for that to happen to you uh, because it happens all the time, allegedly. No, it doesn't happen all the time. And so you had to go create, you could go create a hoax, create uh, a, a situation. Made me sick, man. And, and we're laughing about it now, but I mean, there were some very serious trials recently with Kyle Rittenhouse, with um, Ahmaud Arbery, very serious trials. And then we go into this Jesse Smollett thing and it's like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they're, they're even spending time on this for the lies. There's, there's another trial going on right now as well that some would argue maybe this is being a distraction from. Uh, what's her name? Ghislaine Gis- Maxwell, I think. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, it makes me ill. But way to go. Way to go, media. Way to go, outlets. You've done it again. Accuracy. Well done. I want to talk about the the concept of uh, dependable versus expendable. Which type of person are you? 
I, I depend on people at work. I depend on people in, in friendships. Are you that person? Are you someone who's dependable or are you someone that's expendable? I'm not trying to like have a, a long-winded rant about that. It just popped in my head and I was thinking about it. Man, with, with some of my friends, with maybe how people view me, am I just someone that kind of is in the room, kind of goes through the motions? Or can I be someone to, that's counted on? Maybe not to always get the job done, but to be dependable. I think in a relationship, I've told Valerie that before. I'm like, you know what is really important to me? It's just to be able to count on you. And I hope you can count on me. And uh, she does a great job of that. And, and it's something that's very important, um, you know, coming from the sports background and the coaching and everything, and even refereeing, like when people depend on you, how do you respond? Do you shrivel up and you're just like, oh, I'm just another person that can't get the job done? Or are you somebody that takes pride in, yeah, I'm going to get it done. You're depending on me. I'm not going to let you down. Because I, I, when I watch like the Army Navy football game, that's what I see in those players. As an example, I see guys that are fighting, like you can count on me for anything. But I think we're in this society now. It's like, oh, you're just an expend. You're just a, you're just a number. Some of these jelly, you just, you're, you're expendable. We'll, we'll move on to the next sucker, to the next person. So it, in my daily walk of life, it's, it's my goal to be someone that's a dependable, not expendable. Because if you're expendable, what's the point? What, what purpose are you, are you, are you living? I don't know. Random randomness. I know just random thoughts. Um, last week I failed to mention something that I was kind of bummed about, uh, after the fact, um, I forgot to mention, uh, Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. Our episode was released on December 7th and we recorded on the sixth and I just forgot to talk about it. And it was the 80th anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attacks. And the thing to remember about Pearl Harbor to never forget it is that it wasn't just that day. It wasn't just that attack and the 3000 lives we lost that day. You have to think about that moment propelled us into world war II, and all of the lives and all the suffering that happened after, as a result of that day. I mean, really think about that. Uh, some of the deaths at Pearl Harbor, were absolutely awful guys trapped uh, below, below uh blow the water, their friends and couldn't get to them. Uh, guys getting shot in the water, guys drowning, guys getting crushed. I mean, just absolute chaos and carnage on Pearl Harbor. But think of the years after that, fighting in the Pacific. Of course, what happened in Europe, D-Day, um, the thousands of lives we lost from those who gave of themselves, who that, that moment Pearl Harbor was such a big deal for so many Americans. I think many of the, the young boys knew, um, you know, they either signed up right away or they knew they'd be drafted. And it was, there was no hesitancy from what I've understood, from what I've read. It was just like, Oh, we were attacked. All right, well, let's go. Let's all go. Let's all put the uniform on. Let's all, it's our duty. And that's what's so inspiring to me about uh, the thoughts of Pearl Harbor. And, uh, you know, I watched the movie over the weekend. Val had never seen it. Uh, Pearl Harbor, it was made in 2001. And some would argue, oh, it's corny. It's a love triangle. It's this and that. I thought the movie did Pearl Harbor some justice. I, I really do. Um, 
wasn't maybe as violent as some would have portrayed it, but I thought the storyline and looking at kind of the behind the scenes, the buildup to Pearl Harbor, um, the, the Japanese perspective, and then of course the Doolittle raid, which was just so inspiring uh, in itself to fly bombers off of an aircraft carrier that had never been done before, um, not having a place to land really when you're doing this mission. I mean, there's just a ton, a ton of things um, that every year I've fought back to Pearl Harbor. It was well before my time and well before most of our times, right? There's not too many Pearl Harbor survivors left, but um, you know, you just think back, think back to it, just a, a fleet sitting at anchor in a harbor in a bay there in, in Hawaii, December, but pretty good weather in December for Hawaii. And then all of a sudden out of the skies come all these Japanese planes that just bomb the hell out of you. Um, I, I remember reading once that there was chairs out on the, uh, the deck with white, uh, white streams or something of that nature, white banners. Cause it was a uh, Sunday. Some guys were having ch chapel or church. And then again, out of the skies come the Japanese. So uh, I think the same with like nine 11, we, we look back, we, or we say never forget. Okay. But you also got to look back at the details. Think it, it's not fun to do, to think about guys who are trapped, um, knowing they're going to die, knowing they're going to drown. It's not, those aren't fun things to think about, to hear them tapping and not being able to get to them. But we owe it to the veterans who went through that. We owe it to them to not just never forget, but to always remember. And again, like 9-11, like as, as sick as it may be to think about some of those moments, I think the, that's the only way to truly honor the people that went through that nightmare is to think of those horrific acts, the details of them. And looking back at, at Pearl Harbor, I mean, the aftermath of that, not just in World War II, but us as a nation, I thought it united us into go off into one of the um, just most violent wars of all time. We had just fought a world war 20 years before. And then all of a sudden we're doing it again on two fronts this time in the Pacific and in Europe. So Pearl Harbor, um, you know, 20 years from now will be the 100th anniversary. And um, every year until then, I will be definitely remembering um, December 7th, a day which will live in infamy as president Franklin Delano Roosevelt said in his speech the following day, where he, in which he declared war. So never forget December 7th. It's so sad to me when you think of some of these dates. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Hey, what does, uh, what's June 6th? That's D-Day. Hey, what's December 7th? Pearl Harbor. I mean, you could, what's 9-11? I mean, we all know what 9-11 is, September 11th. I don't even know if some of the stuff is taught in history books anymore. It's taught in the, in schools, history and why it matters. But when we, when we were attacked on December 7th, I don't think we, any of us, anybody could have foreseen 
all the violence and all the things that America would have gotten involved in after that. But you know what? If you think of it another way, just think of all the lives America saved after, uh, after getting into World War II. It's a great scene in Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks is talking about what it's like killing other men and, with, and how every man he kills, he feels further and further from home. But he also says in his mind how he justifies killing somebody else is knowing that with each man he kills, he probably has saved at least five lives. And so that always stuck with me. I mean, that was World War II, a very you know barbaric situation where um, you know the Germans and the Japanese were just exterminating people and taking over uh, different parts of their region. It was just awful. But I think that's how a lot of the military, our, our military, looks at their actions. Sometimes is that um, sometimes you have to destroy someone or something to elevate other people it's an ugly fact of life sometimes but uh in in war i've never had been close to having experienced any of it but um hearing things guys have said who, who've been through it um I, I think that's probably what they what they do in in their uh in their actions it's as far as being able to move forward being able to pull that trigger that can't be easy there's other human beings that you're going up against in it. It's not a game. It's uh, it's violent, it's war. And, uh, you know, I pray that there's not too many wars um, here in the near future. Uh, you know, you, you'd like to say ever again, but uh, the world is a crazy place. And unfortunately there's bad people. Um, some would argue here in the United States, which is uh, very unfortunate as well. Anyway, let me move on from that. Uh, Army Navy game was great. Um, kind of, they did a really great tribute, I thought, to it being the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So you had that going on. You had the December 7th, the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, kind of a very patriotic week, if you ask me. And so that's another reason I wanted to wear uh, the Navy and the, the West Point gear today to, uh, to pay respect to uh, all the sailors lost at, at Pearl Harbor and, uh, of course, to the entire United States military in the, the aftermath of that. Okay. Uh, kind of a quicker show today. Again, Tuesdays are kind of coming down that way. Just going to be like little quick hitters. I hope never more than an hour, but probably closer to like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm getting the car worked on today. So I came home, did a, a few recordings, tried to throw everything together. I hope I don't forget anything. I'm trying to like making sure I, uh, I have everything down here. Uh, but anyway, I want to tell you about our guest for this Friday. I uh, had the privilege today already to record an episode with Miss Erin Murphy. She is a graduate of the class of 2013 from Rio Hondo Prep. She is a volleyball coach at Glendora High School. She is also the girlfriend of head coach Brandon Hayashi of Citrus College. He coaches the football team there. I had Brandon on my podcast back on August 20th, and he talked about uh, his coaching experience and also, uh, you know, the relationship with uh, Aaron Murphy when that all started, when they were both athletes at Citrus College themselves. So Aaron, uh, it was great talking to her. Never really chatted with her before, um, but she played uh, two sports at Citrus College back in her day in volleyball and softball. So we talked a lot of sports and coaching and uh, just her relationship with uh, with Brandon, what that's like. 
So a very fun conversation that I'm looking forward to you guys hearing on Friday for our Friday conversation on the Get Home Safe podcast. Last week was Cole Barrett. That was a lot of fun. Excuse me, sorry. Um, great conversation with Cole about uh, the Michigan Wolverines, the Atlanta Braves, his family and trucking. And so if you haven't had a chance to that, go check that out and uh, definitely look, uh, look for our episode on this Friday with Aaron Murphy. Just talking about Rio, a lot of Rio, a lot of great experiences. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy that as we head into the final week before Christmas. Uh, I'm going to try to get a guest for next week. Again, I might need a break here soon. I'm not sure uh, when or how I'm going to do it, but I got to break away at some point, maybe the month of January. I'm not sure, but I do want to talk about playoff football and such. So it's kind of like a, a give and take thing here, but I do need a break. I, I, I enjoy recording these conversations with people but it's getting harder and harder and I'm not trying to look for sympathy. I say that every week. I just, uh, I enjoy doing this, but I'm going to do my best to uh, keep it going. Maybe after uh, a little vacation, maybe a couple weeks off anyway, even a month. Haven't decided yet. I will keep you guys informed though. Okay. To our top 10 Christmas list today, I want to talk about traditions. Now, I think I might go into food and goodies next week. I haven't decided yet. And so there might be some uh, some crossover here, uh, but I want to talk about uh, ten traditions at Christmas time that I think uh, are special at least to me, or they're kind of meaningful. And um, you know, they're they're not they're not as specific as maybe the songs or movies I did the past few weeks, but I think this will work as well. Okay, number ten Christmas tradition. This is one I started back. Uh, well, I was going to communion with head coach uh, head coach well Rio Rio head coach Mark Carson. He was always giving us a ride, um, you know, to and from. He lived in Covina. I was in Glendora. He picked me up, take me to Rio a lot. And one Christmas Eve, we went to communion, uh, did, did the service there. And we were like, man, we're hungry. And so we decided on the way home, well, what if, man, In-N-Out sounds good. And we're like, we can't go to In-N-Out on Christmas Eve, can we? And it's like, wait a minute, why not? So for a few years... Mark and I did that. Even if we didn't ride, ride together to, to the communion service, we always had in and out Christmas Eve. And I kept the thing going. This is, this is, it's probably been 20 years now that I've been doing it, but every single Christmas Eve, whether I have a communion service, I have a family gathering. Uh, I can't always arrange. Sometimes it's an afternoon thing, but every Christmas Eve in and out burger and we go all out, we go big. I'm talking like three by three. I'm talking shake. Which I never get a shake. Uh, animal fries for sure. I mean, it is a bit, it, it is, it is Christmas Eve to me. So that is something I've been doing for 20 years or so. It's always in and out burger on Christmas Eve, daytime, nighttime, doesn't matter. But December 24th, you better believe in and out burger will be on the menu. Uh, number nine, I have here eggnog. Now, some of you may or may not like eggnog. I didn't like it uh, as a younger, younger guy, I've grown to like it a little bit. Some people have a little extra stuff in there. If you know what I mean? Some people have it just uh, plain as it, as is non-alcoholic, if you will. Uh, but either way, it kind of, it's the only time of year you can really have it. Like if you have eggnog in like February, people would be like, well, what do you have an eggnog for? It's a Christmas thing. And I don't know how I got started. I don't know the history of eggnog. Um, some of it is better than others. Homemade stuff's pretty good you can add your own little ingredients, if you know what I mean. But uh, I haven't really had too many bad experiences 
with eggnog as far as the flavor. Usually someone's made it and I'm like, man, that's good stuff. So uh, I bought a few bottles myself here. Some will be for gifts, but others will be for, uh, for us just around the house. It's a very festive drink, right? It tastes, tastes good. It's kind of a combination of sugar and milk and I don't know. It works. Eggnog works at Christmas time. Okay, number eight, I just put on here various big meals. During Christmas time, even like the week before, because you might have like a friend's miss, right? You might have a Christmas gathering with friends. Then you got, uh, you know, her family, his family, like Christmas Eve, Christmas night. It's like, I feel like you're always eating. If you're not opening gifts, you're drinking too, but like there's just various big meals. Usually at Thanksgiving, there's that one big meal, right? On the Thursday, probably the afternoon, right? As the sun's starting to go down, a big Thanksgiving meal and you have leftovers. But at Christmas time, you have kind of these, these big meals, like the week before you're having a big meal on the weekend in preparation for Christmas. Uh, then Christmas Eve, of course, is a nice spread usually. And then Christmas day, Christmas night. I mean, it's kind of just like these big, massive meals, um, big meal dishes too. It might be a big thing of mac and cheese. It might be uh, honey ham, the hot ham at Christmas time is money. Oh, so good. Might be a giant roast. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. My point is there's a lot of big meals going on at Christmas time. And it, you know, there's a Chris, Christmas party, right? The office Christmas party. There's a big meal there. Then you got this, you got that. Just a lot of big meals uh, at Christmas time. So that's number eight. Number seven, I put down uh, baking cookies constantly. It seems like there's always cookies in the oven. There's always something smelling good. Christmas cookies are kind of just synonymous, right? There's always some laying around. There's candy and things too, but I feel like there's always some cookies in the oven. It could be little gingerbread guys, it could be chocolate chip. I mean, there's just always cookies going. It's not a good, it's not good. It's not good for us. You know, it, you know I gotta tell you, less cookies is probably a better thing, but uh, for what it's worth, I think there's always Christmas cookies uh, in the oven and Christmas cookies. Any, any party you go to, there's usually a plate of cookies somewhere, right? As like, a, hey, here's the dessert portion uh, that we give to you early. Anyway, Christmas cookies, uh, number seven on the Christmas tradition list. At number six, I have Christmas cards. Now, some of you may not do Christmas cards. You may not want to go to the, the work that it takes. You may not want to uh, you know, buy the stamps, the addresses. Some of you might do a cyber Christmas card, an email or whatever. But I want you to think of this. When else, what other time of year is like, dedicated to where you write your name down, you say hello to a, it's basically the one time of year where you will say hello to friends. What's the song? Friends, you know, and some that you will meet uh, family members, maybe that you don't talk to that often. You send people Christmas cards. It's just a thing. It's a tradition. I don't know when it started, but I think it's a great idea. We, we have yet to do a Christmas card photo that I definitely want to do me and Val uh, one of these years. I don't know how expensive it is, but that is something in the near future. I do Christmas cards. I started doing them after my mom died because she used to do them. And so I wanted to kind of, I don't know, pick up the slack and just continue on with it. So I started doing Christmas cards. I've sent out as many as like 250 before. Uh, it's just something I feel is, and I don't ever put much. It's just like Merry Christmas, uh, you know, Matt, Matt and Val or whatever. It's not, it's never anything big, but it's just, I think it's a, it's an opportunity to, show other people that you care or you're thinking of them at least this time of year, uh, a really good gesture. And there's no other time of year when you do that. You don't send out 4th of July cards. You don't send out uh, Halloween cards, Christmas cards. It has a natural, uh, 
Uh, and then it's, it's natural. It fits well with the, uh, the Christmas season. So uh, yeah, for, for me, uh, number six is Christmas cards at number five, I have outside lights on your house. Okay. There, there's Halloween decorations. I know there might be some patriotic decorations or some St. Patrick's decorations, but there is nothing like Christmas decorations. Some people put lights everywhere. You got, um, you got candy canes, you got trees, you got all kinds of stuff. And the kind of just the standard Christmas decor is to just have a string of lights, right? Uh, that you put out there and it's probably out there for about a month. And it's really fun to drive around the neighborhood and just see all the lights. It's something I wish more people did more unity, if you will, more people uh, spreading the cheer, but uh, some people do, some people don't. And I think it's just really cool to drive the streets. It makes you feel like uh, embrace, embracing the, no matter what's going on inside the house or inside our lives to see lights on houses. It always makes me happy. And, and just how, uh, I don't know, it, it lights up our lives in, in some sense. So to have Christmas lights on all over the neighborhood, I think it's spectacular and something that I look forward to every single year going to look at Christmas lights, right? At different houses. So that's number five, a uh, number four, a Christmas tree, whether it's a little guy, a fake guy, a tall guy, having a tree in your house, decorating that tree, that's something special. It, it adds to your living room. I think even if you don't have much room to, to, you know, move the furniture around a little bit and, and make it work. I, I just, uh, however you got to do it. We have two little trees outside. We have a, our decent sized tree here in the house, which when we moved in, I wasn't sure was going to, what we were going to do for a Christmas tree, but every home needs a Christmas tree. I know some people don't celebrate Christmas. That's a whole nother subject, but you know, you gotta have, you gotta get that tree up. And I like putting it up right after Thanksgiving at the latest. I think the weekend Thanksgiving weekend is a good time to kind of bring out all the Christmas decorations, get that tree up. A real tree smells nice, but it does shed a little bit more. Uh, I, I don't hold it against anybody who has a fake tree. We have a fake tree and uh, you can decorate it, make it look almost real and put some uh, little candles behind it or whatever to give yourself those pine needles, uh, those, those Christmas smells. So um, that for me is number four on my list. Number three, I wrote down Christmas Eve. Now, Christmas Day is the 25th, Christmas Eve is the 24th. What I mean by Christmas Eve being a great uh, Christmas tradition is that for a lot of families, that they start their celebration Christmas Eve. That's actually the bigger day or evening for them than Christmas Day itself. I love the fact that much like Thanksgiving is an entire weekend, really, it's four days of kind of lounging and eating and doing whatever. You never get four days off, really. Um, I think Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I love that it's like a two for one thing. Some people celebrate and open gifts on Christmas Eve. Not a huge fan of that, but I totally get it and respect it. Uh, as a kid, we used to go to my aunt's house, my, my mom's side of the family, Christmas Eve, and we would do our thing Christmas morning at the house. And then the, in the evening, we go to my grandmother's on my dad's side. So it was like, boom, 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 three separate celebrations, uh, maybe more than that, even if, if you're uh, bouncing around to different families' houses and things. Uh, but Christmas Eve, it, it's special. And not only that, going to bed Christmas Eve night, especially as a kid, is there any better feeling? I mean, you're antsy. You just can't wait to open gifts the next day. Santa Claus is coming, right? And uh, But Christmas Eve, I, I, I love it because some employers, you got to work. I got to work, of course. But uh, 
you know, a lot of people give off Christmas Eve. Hey, take, you know, even if, if you go in, it's usually a short day. It's got to be the shortest day of the year where people take off at lunch or whatever. But Christmas Eve, uh, what, what we do, what I do currently is Valerie and I, that's kind of our time uh, together. Our Christmas, uh, what we've done the past few years is um, do whatever we got to do during the day. And then at night, that's like our Christmas celebration. We'll cook up something and we'll exchange our gifts that, then so that the next day we can just focus on our families and stuff. So that's what we do. Christmas Eve, very special occasion and uh, a day where you should at least do something, whether it maybe you pull out the presents. I don't know. You do something that kind of kicks off uh, the Christmas festivities, or you have your entire celebration Christmas Eve, which I'm a huge fan of. Number two, milk and cookies for Santa. Yes putting out that big plate of cookies, uh, tall glass of milk, put it out by the fireplace, come out the next morning and see the cookie crumbs on the plate, the glass about halfway drunken down, right? Uh, just a little shrapnel, cookie shrapnel, like Santa Claus came, right? Putting out milk and cookies, one of the greatest traditions in all of Christmas. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, so much fun to do, especially with little, little kids to see their faces coming down the, uh, down the stairs or whatever. Uh, not just to see the presents, but you, you always, it was the first thing I saw when I come, come out and I'd, I'd see the presents by the fireplace, whatever, but I'd look for that plate, look for the plate. Oh, and there was even some little carrots, right. For the reindeer though, those got eaten too, but man, Santa all night eating milk and cookies, man, just, I don't know how he did it how he did it, but uh, milk and cookies for Santa, number two on my list of uh, Christmas traditions and kind of piggybacking off of that, kind of continuing into that. Uh, number one for me is just Christmas morning. There is nothing like Christmas morning. Even if you celebrate the night before Christmas Eve, waking up on Christmas morning always feels the same, whether there's snow outside, whether there's just this eerie silence, you wake up and you just, there's this natural excitement Christmas is here. It's here. Um, you go down, you get some coffee, maybe some hot chocolate, maybe something uh, stronger and celebrate whatever you do. Uh, Christmas morning, you usually get the breakfast going, but you run down, you see the gifts and it's like you're in your bathrobe probably longer than you should be on Christmas morning. Absolutely nothing like it. So for me, that is my list of top 10 I'll call them Christmas traditions. Uh, just things I think about really at Christmas time and I'll run through them one more time. From 10 all the way up to one, 10 in and out, nine eggnog, uh, eight various big meals, seven baking cookies constantly, six Christmas cards. When else do you do something like that? Number five, outside house lights. Number four, the Christmas tree. Number three, Christmas Eve, kind of everything that goes into that. Two, specifically milk and cookies for Santa Claus. And number one, Christmas morning. There's no other time of year where you wake up and it just feels completely different than every other morning. Um, hope. Uh, enjoyment, excitement, whatever your emotions are. Uh, those are some of the things I think about uh, on Christmas. So I can't wait, man. We are uh, 12 days away, 11 days by the time you guys hear this, the 12 days of Christmas, we should get that song going. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, it, it's just a fun time of year. I know I opened up with some serious topics talking about the Jesse Smollett uh, hoax, uh, Army Navy football game, uh, remembering Pearl Harbor, uh, and then, of course, the tr Christmas tradition, kind of a little bit of everything today that I wanted to, to jump on here and, and just say a few words. And hopefully you guys enjoyed the nice quick hitter short podcast today. Please join us on Friday for the conversation with Aaron Murphy. I think you will greatly enjoy that uh, no matter what uh, what interests you sports wise or just Christmas stuff. Just it was a fun conversation with her. And I hope you will join me uh, for that this Friday. But guys, as always. 
no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or round in third base. Get home safe. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. Four calling three French hens, turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me better not shout, you better not cry, you better not in a pear tree on the ninth.